What's up, guys? It's Cooper Webb, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? This is Zach Osborne, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? We're back with another episode of the Moto X Pod Show. This week, the Travis Pastrana episode 199 with no Travis Pastrana. <laughs> but Salt Lake City 2 is over. The Supercross season is over. Cooper Webb, Colt Nichols, Justin Cooper, congratulations on your championships. A lot of uh, great racing. Pretty not, not the most exciting track this weekend, but a really cool race. We'll talk about that. First up. We're going to welcome or thank our sponsors, the Cherubies USA. For decades, the Cherubies have been the leader in moto, plastic, and accessories. For products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, the Cherubies has what you need. Visit CherubiesUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and let Brian Fullerton and Talon Volan take care of you. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. Kirk Hunter's been painting helmets since 1988. Uh... Helmet painting two three ninety five for a custom painted helmet, but if you mention the show three forty five for a one of a kind custom painted helmet. Also on bur, bur on board Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID at Berm Lords Instagram Graphics at BermLords.com for info. Also want to thank our Jerky the Wageman Brothers. We got Robbie on tonight. Hopefully, if he's not watering the track, visit EatRJerky.com and use promo code MotoXPod twenty one to save. Williams Moto Works, those guys, we're going to talk about Williams Moto Works in a minute, TJ. Also, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, use promo code MOTOX at bloodlubricants.com, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, all on board. Really exciting show this week. I'm excited anyway. you got Zach Osborne, the 2020 Outdoor National Champion coming on as we're leading up to the 21 season. Got Robbie Wageman, as I said, and Colt Nichols mechanic, championship winning mechanic, Matt Winters, Maniac Wrench. He's going to come on a little bit. Uh, Scotty, what did you think about Salt Lake City Two? Oh man, it was it was crazy. I uh, like as soon as you, as soon as we were finally like, oh, Cooper's just going to just sail this one in. And this section is going to get his first race. It's like, oh, yep, he's he's still got it. Yeah, it, it was, nothing went. As like I think people just sort of predicted, like all oh, these guys are just gonna get by. Yeah, I feel bad for Rocks, and I don't even want to bring it up. Oh man, <laughs> we, we're probably gonna talk about that in a minute. Uh, anything stand out to you, TJ, from Salt Lake City? Uh, just a lot of good racing that was somewhat of a surprise to me. I thought it was gonna be kind of a snoozer the second one, but like obviously we talk about fantasy a lot. We play fantasy, and I actually spent more time watching the race than I did worrying about the fantasy. And even though like I cared about the results of fantasy. Yeah. The racing was that good. Oh, I cared. I was my my buddy John Short, man. I'm he effed me. 
You you wouldn't you said that you didn't y'all didn't care on on the uh, group message where I was letting everybody know how much I beat you and I said I didn't care I don't think I said that because I you were kind of taking that stand like it's all luck and it doesn't great. matter oh, I definitely think it's I think it's ninety percent luck I'd well that's just because you lost great radio yeah and the fact that I was doing well <laughs> at any point was luck the the few times that I was like in the top two even was yeah. luck oh like I didn't. What? Garrett, it's right there. It's right over there, what Garrett. About? The, your Slayer shroud. Oh, yeah, well, I got to thank the oh, guys. Is the camera is the helmet in the way? No, now you can see it. Okay. Well, I got to thank the guys at uh, Chris over at Team Solitaire, Nuclear Blast for the. Uh, I did a little bit of begging, basically on social media, for a, a Slayer shroud, and I got one. And uh, Robbie Wageman signed it for me, so I was pretty stoked on that. And I also wanted to thank Julian at Team PRMX. Uh, he invited me up to their signing Friday night. They did a signing at a, a Kawasaki dealership and went and hung out with those guys a little bit and, you know, just sort of visited and checked out the dealership, and that was pretty cool. Julian's always real welcoming to us. So, But speaking of Team PRMX, your guy, Williams Motorworks, does their motors. Yeah. Um, killing it, man. I mean, Cade, right? Cade's main event guy every week, doing well. It's Williams Ugly Motorworks wheels right or not, still yeah. making it in. Yeah, I didn't love the I wheels. thought they were gold. And they so to me, I, I know, I, I, but from TV, they look like they were gold. Yeah. And so to me, when I saw them gold, I'm like, oh, it's kind of a throwback design. of like, like Because back in the, I guess it would have been the late 90s, like I think Cowie ran like gold wheels, kind of like an off pewter or off mm-hmm. gold color. And so I was like, oh, whatever. It's it's not cool now. but Yeah, it was just something different they tried. But and, I didn't I look mean, online and see, you said that they were like a tan color. Uh, apricot almost. That's, that's Like skin that's, colored. That's, I don't know. No. I don't. They're like a more of it between gold and orange. Hmm. Like a mixture of that. Like, they, I, that's, they stood out. Yeah, they did. I didn't hate them from TV. No, now, yeah, up in person, they were just I didn't. different. It was unusual. So, you know, we I, got people hating. And, I, uh, I got gold rims on one of my bikes, and I got them through a trade. I was trading my stock parts for their for aftermarket parts. Yeah. And I got the gold rims cuz it was a deal and I was like, ah, "I'm not thrilled about them." But then they they kind of like they grew on me. I don't know about on a Cowie though. They they look a little weird on a Cowie. Well, he ran them and uh Yeah, Yamaha had gold wheels. Yeah, that's, that's what it was, it was a and then yeah. it looked good. Yeah, I've had the Suzuki yellow on quite a few bikes. So So yeah. I also want to thank A-Ray and Kyle Chisholm for donating a couple jerseys if you're watching on YouTube. They're hanging here over our banner. We're going to do some giveaways in the coming weeks. We're going to do the A-Ray one tonight. We'll, we'll, we have a little trivia question. A-Ray was on the phone a little bit ago, gave us an idea for a trivia question, so we'll do that. And this will also be open to the, um, what do you call it, the, the audio only. Uh, the listeners, the, the archive listeners. Yeah, the archive listeners. We'll, the, this will be, we'll run this for a couple of weeks to, before we pick a winner. So did and, Chiz, did, did he only miss one? Two, I think. Mason Kerr. Okay. I don't know if the camera's on. Yep. Mason Kerr gave me a jersey while I was up there. That's pretty cool. I appreciate Mason. You know, he was on last week with his his girlfriend mechanic Carly. Yep. Donated a jersey. I went by just to say hi to Carly. Not so much Mason, but I got a jersey out of the deal. So thanks, Mason. Um, do you think these riders like und- and all the people in the industry understand just how much you're like macking on their chicks constantly? Do you think they know this? No real. And that you're, I mean, I'm openly on air, just joking. I know, but you're like all the time, like, like talk, I was talking to so and so's chick, and like that's like, a lie. Like you're such a free, uh, like, like like a like a like a creeper, but they don't know it. Oh, uh, okay, all right. I think that's what it, they did. So. so because you're 
you feel bad or you're insecure about how weird you are. That's what you I was see. That's what I was picking up. Con- convey that I'm weird when you're the weirdo. That's I, I, I'm the one. As I told you, Scotty, this dummy says like, as we do in our group text, he's like. I had gone to Del Taco and I'd gone to In and Out so on my good. trip, and he's like, "Del Taco's so much better than In and Out." Like that's ridiculous. That's like saying my Volkswagen Bug is better than my Ferrari. No, not yeah, it's, it's about the same. Yeah, but what if your I don't even know if I'd go with Volkswagen. I might go lower. Like, we what, think, what if your Volkswagen my Bug Fiero had a, is had better a than Ferrari my Ferrari motor my, in it? Okay, a- am I alone in this? Absolutely not. That thinks Del Taco is better than In and Out. Did you not see the video that I posted up? My wife is a hundred percent. Your wife's just as weird as you are. She is married to you. <laughs> Even just if she you. came across normal, the fact that she's married to you makes her a weirdo. Yeah, Jake Curry says that you slide into the chick's DMs constantly. He's just upset because his chick slid into my DMs. Oh. <laughs> but anyways. So, moving on. You're a weirdo. I'm just saying. Like, okay, no, not a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. You're like a creeper. and then People don't realize it. But I'm Whatever. You're an idiot. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, move on. All right. So, anyway. Yeah, great show. The, the Cooper, you, you talked about Scotty being uh, filmed bad for Kenny. Dude, Kenny was, again, like, gone almost, right? I mean, yeah. I, don't th- I didn't really What did really he think get? That- like, 11th? What's that? What did he drop to? Like, 11th? I don't even know that I looked at the final results. It, but... I just don't understand what's going on. Well, I, I do. I, I've been saying he's metal, just, right? dude. He's just he's just beat. he's got he nothing was, left. Man. He was done. Yeah, it, towards the end of every race, it seems like he drops off most of the time. And Cooper, you know, has said, "Look, man, after Daytona, I knew basically I had him." Yeah, and it's for it's a mental game, and I think this is going to carry over to outdoors. Cooper said that he's excited about outdoors, which I didn't think he would be. He's yeah. ready. Like last year. Was different this year. He want he wants to go out and prove that he can do it outdoors. Yeah, I think yeah. If they want to, you know, they were they were starting to try to put him into that conversation of of the goats and you know, the other the other what was it the other two times Supercross championships. They're trying to put him in that category yeah. of like Stewart and them. I think if he gets the outdoor title, then I think you can put a good bid on that to put him in that conversation. I think that increases his chances of being put in that conversation if he goes and and. Uh, and does that too? Yeah, it does that too? Exactly. Yeah, I I fully have changed. Like I wrote down, I think somewhere didn't we? Oh, we, we did our top fives. There's the notepad I was looking for. So I don't have Cooper in my top five as of last week. Yeah, I would like to amend that. Oh, you're luck. You're stuck. You're stuck in. I'm stuck with him. You're okay. stuck with him. I got. A, I got a quick question. Is does Chase Sexton going through the whoops? Is that go in top five? Just coolest things you saw a rider do in the season. Dude, I, were, they were small. They were but small. still, but he was doing but it twice as fast as ever. I haven't seen it everybody. back on TV, but there that night, like his you, you his know, bike from doesn't afar, move. Watching him come off the finish line, it was just like holy crap, next Dude, level. Like when do you, when's the last time you saw somebody slingshot themselves on an outside berm and passed the champion? Yeah, it, like it that was, was like that was crazy. It like, was very very impressive, no doubt. Um, a lot of cool stuff that the boys were there. All right, let's see. Okay. Let's see you. Let's see you hit him, TJ. No, it's not. It's not that. I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to hit a supercross triple. That that is all the same length. What I'm trying to say is, is compared to some of the the whoops we've seen. I forget was it what's one of the Atlanta rounds mm-hmm. yeah. where they had like whoops that were so treacherous and big. 
Like those whoops were small. Now, don't get me wrong; he was hitting them faster than everybody, but he was not going to be doing that over. Oh well, no. Oh, but when he's that much faster in that section than anybody else, that's pretty yeah. damn impressive. Yeah, I was just saying visually, it was one of the yeah, cooler was, things I saw. But he's going by people who are known not to be good at whoops when you saw it, right? I mean, that's the way I felt about it. Like Marv is not like the best in the whoops. Yeah. Neither is Webb. So to me, if he was doing that next to like. Who's good now, Mookie? Now mm-hmm. that would sure. be impressive. But I bet I guarantee you. Obviously, we didn't get to see because they don't show anything on TV. But we didn't get to see the Mookie speed through there. We had to be close. He to was the same. very fast too. Yeah. How was the TV coverage um, with? Oh, when I first turned it on, because you told me DB was doing it, yeah, I was, was like, that was miscommunication. I was like, what the? I thought Daniel was, and then and then back. and then like it, it like it made me realize how much better it was with DB. Like he said, he's like, I caught him a couple of times just saying. Just, Somebody told oh. me that he kept calling the Lawrence brothers, the Hunter brothers. He said, he said something weird. He he said, he did say something weird. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't, like I said, I haven't had a chance to listen to it back. I didn't get back till 11 o'clock Sunday night. He, yeah. Yeah. Been busy, you know, working pulp and all that stuff. So anyway, um, what else? It was a good, it was a really good, two weekends of racing, I think, is a great way to end it. I think yeah. it was a good end of the season. I think it was – it, nothing was mind-blowing. It was just good racing. So, um, is is this outdoor season – Is it, it's pretty – it's going to be pretty normal compared to – It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be pretty Doesn't mean things won't change, but schedule-wise and everything is supposed fans. to be right now. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I heard rumors that next year – I heard that there will not be a Supercross where they can't have 100% capacity. Whoa. That that seems like jumping way far ahead of what, because that's not anywhere right now, but that's what I heard. Oh, can, you're saying that they, they said that they won't do one? Unless it's 100% capacity. In, in a capacity. stadium that, that can't have 100%. That was what one person said. But yeah. then I also What's heard pers- from other people there's some big things, new things coming, like there's... What's, what, what, what's something excited. new you heard? Huh? Did you hear? Well, I didn't specific? get any real details that I can talk okay. about. I just heard that there's some big things coming because we know you'll leak things out. So I'm trying no, to get. Some I got lots of secrets, man. Lots of secrets. <laughs> so okay, let's let's talk about breaking news a little bit. Oh gosh! And this, I'm going to reiterate this tomorrow night on the wrap up show. But the Blake Baggett thing, right? Yes. That. I don't know if any everybody listening to us knows, but if they've all listened to Pulp or whatever, Steve gave me some crap because somewhere on Twitter, I don't remember when it was, somebody, I think it was race day, Saturday, somebody asked Steve what was up with Blake Baggett. He didn't really have anything new. He hasn't heard anything. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has he said at all throughout the last few months that, that he knows anything or he's heard anything? 100% no because we knew a little bit of, like, some of the inside stuff. Not Keely. much that I even I knew – you know what I mean? That, but he, I'm like, if I know it, it's genuine. It, it's out there information, and I thought he wasn't talking about it just out of respect or whatever. That's like, possible, but it, I've gotten the impression he hasn't heard anything. Exactly, but that's what he's saying. I haven't. Okay. His words were, "I haven't heard anything." So I had talked to somebody Friday, I believe it was Friday. Um, yeah, it was Friday, and was told what I what Steve said on Pope last night. I tweeted this that. He, he would be riding if he had a bike. He doesn't have one, which I figured Steve would give shit about, like, go buy a bike, right? That's what he yeah. always says. But he doesn't have a bike, so he's not riding, but he wants to ride. And that he would go racing if he was getting paid, but he's not going to take a free ride, a fill-in ride for free. He's just not going to do it. 
Well, I thought I felt like that was news. That was a legitimate source. Mm-hmm. But that was good. So I that was my response. And then last night, he's giving me shit like, "Oh, breaking news!" And like Scotty, you repeated where he's like, "Breaking news! This just in: Justin Starling offered factory ride. It, w- it would take it. It would take it. <laughs> like no shit. But like that was nobody else has heard this before." In months, nobody's heard shit out of Blake Baggett's. Sorry about the language. Out of Blake Baggett's camp. Yeah, Daddy wants to ride. People are saying, "Oh, he's going to work for his dad." Nobody knows anything. Well, this was new, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, yeah. So Steve giving me shit. Uh, you know, maybe he's just maybe Steve was a little insecure that I got something he didn't. You sound Along like you're with whining. the Jason Anderson confirmation on altitude sickness. Maybe if it like. I think if maybe it had been like that, and then he had, and he's like, "Oh, I've talked to so and so. I've talked to so and so at Star or anywhere." Say he'd say, "Oh, well, I'd I would go anywhere, and I've talked to so and so." Then maybe he it would be like that would have like a little more substance to it. Yeah, and he couldn't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's my that's the only thing. Well. First of all, I know that Steve's not insecure about anything I'm doing. I, that was a joke for anybody that doesn't isn't smart enough to figure that out. But it, it, it was a little frustrating. It was, funny, it was a little ridiculous that he kind of was acting like it was common knowledge. And, and, and it's, well, you can you know, assume, it, you can he assume that's said the that, truth. Yeah, but he could be like, you know what? Screw this. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. And when nobody knew that. Nobody, he had never said, I'm done, or he never said, I'm coming back. So for you getting the news saying that I will come back if the ride opportunity, that's news. I, I agree with I you. I think it was. So. No chance, and he's one of my favorite riders, but no chance somebody's just going to be out of the blue, call him up, hey, I got some money, come ride if he's not riding. Right. That's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah, I think it's unlikely. Um, I, I think we'll see him back next year. Because he's what, 30? 29, 30? I don't think he's that old. Yeah, he's got to he? be. He's got to be. He's th- I think he's like a year. He might be close to 30. He's, okay. Yeah. He's a year. He's going to be He's gonna be late thir- uh, late 20s yeah. or right at 30, yeah. Well, it was a good time. Um, I don't know if you guys have checked out the video I, I put up from Salt Lake City. Obviously, there's really no interviews because that's not really allowed. But there's some cool scenes. with The, the BMX guys were there finishing up their stuff, doing some um, – I don't know. It's it's fruit ramp. It's like the launch ramp to to yeah. airbag. I don't know what the hell they call it. It's not dirt jump. It's not right. park. I don't know what the hell they call it. But these, these so, young kids, they got some kind of ramp in a bag out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're doing their thing. Dark and then, Paul. Somebody put it out here. They're making grandpa jokes over this. Somebody said Dark Paul. Yeah. Oh, uh, Grandpa Guida. Yeah, grandpa Guida. YouTube things are so funny. Um. So, anyways. So you you spent that whole time there, and you didn't get to go in the pits and talk to anybody in the pits, not once. I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that. Yeah, TJ, we knew this. Yeah, I it, talked to people. Oh, okay, I'm just curious. Yes, I, just, I, I didn't talked to people from from sometimes behind banners, sometimes not. Hey, but you're gonna masks, admit this with masks on. Oh. Never What's admit. Your okay, name? Listen, it's like deny, deny, deny. Dude, there's video. I was actually a little irritated because like. That got brought up on Pulp 2, right? Because right, of something. Right. That's the reason why. There was so many media guys in the pits doing interviews. Like, I watched it all day. Yeah. And I didn't really do it at all until after the races, the championship celebrations. And I was walking around a little bit, and I had my mask on. And, like, I would see, like, Aaron Plessinger, and he was talk- he'd just start talking to me. Well, I, I mean, what am I supposed to be? I'm... I had my camera going. I'm not. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I can't talk to you. 
So, yeah, I mean, I didn't put any of it on. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't use the audio, but there was def- at the end of the night, there was definitely some interactions. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say I a mean, word. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, just throwing you. I under mean, the we've bus. gotten through the whole season. Nobody had, nobody big had to leave because of COVID or anything. It's, I think it, they were, the belt was loosening. Yeah. yeah, no, it really wasn't. They were trying to keep it pretty strict, and the stadium was pretty strict at times. Like, man, there was a couple ladies. Like, as soon as I came off the elevator at the press box, I'd pull my mask down. There was a lady for the stadium, like, mask, mask, mask. I was like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry, jeez. They were, they were really strict. Like. The city was more uptight about it yeah. than, like, where we are. Houston, they wouldn't, like, I was trying to order a margarita, and they were like, he wouldn't even talk to me. And he's like, oh, without the mask. Yes. <laughs> it was like, I was okay. like, can I get a margarita? And he just looked at me, did that. And then and then I put my mask, mask up, and he's like, okay, what would you like? It was yeah, like, so <laughs> we went to go eat the other day in West Texas, me and one of the other guys from the rig, walked into this place. This is a town in the middle of West Texas. I would say the population is like 90%. It's like like little Mexico because it's really close to the border. Nobody in town wear a mask. They're like, go to this restaurant. And the lady said, and, and I'm like, hey, can we just sit at the bar? Because it's, it's like like, a, like you eat and sit at the bar. And she's like, well, you have to wear a mask. And I'm like, wait, you have to wear a mask at the bar? Yes. And I'm like, she's like, she's like, but if you sit in a table, you don't have to wear a mask. And I'm like, well, then... Okay, and I'm like, wait, do I have to wear a mask when I eat? She's like, no. Once you place your order, you no longer have to wear a mask. <laughs> the, COVID, the COVID, COVID germ, know, once COVID you knows place this. your order and your food's coming, the COVID germs know. I, I know they uh, can't be transmitted. I had a buddy that did that. The, the restaurant was basically telling the same kind of thing, and he's like, he was getting frustrated, and he was like, oh yeah, I forgot you can only catch COVID when you're walking. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. I, I said that to a lady. I was like, so I sat down at the bar, and I'm like, I looked at her like. It's safe to take my mask off now? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, this is a COVID-free zone? Are you sure? <laughs> and she just looked at me and walked off. I don't know why she was mad. Because you're annoying. That's absolutely true. You annoy people. That, yeah. Uh, okay, so here we go. For the A-Ray jersey, if you're listening live on YouTube or if you're listening in the archives, I need you to send your answers to MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. In two weeks, we will pick a winner for this A-Ray jersey that's hanging behind us here. Thanks to, to A-Ray. And O'Neill, but the trivia question that Alex came up with is what was his best outdoor finish ever, where and what year? Best outdoor finish, where and what year? So we need to time stamp this. This is 21 minutes in. Okay. And you need to get A-Ray to share. Listen to the Moto X Pot show at Blow Blow and whatever oh. on his on his stuff. We'll write that down or something. And we'll Well, you're the note keeper. Well, I'm trying to run a show here. Well, the, yeah, well. Anyways, we'll do that. Emphasis on the word try. So his yeah, best finish, outdoor finished, finish, what? Finished. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> his I best finished. outdoor finished. I caught that. Uh, yeah, uh, where and what year, and we'll pick a winner. So somebody get awesome. a signed A-Ray jersey. The Kyle Chisholm one we will do down the road. No shows for two weeks after this. That'll be good. Need a little bit of a break. We'll try to get the camera system working a little different maybe. And You said one or two. Two full weeks. Two full weeks. Pulp's not doing them for the next two weeks. I'm not doing enough for the next two weeks, unless just something comes up that we. I feel like we got to record. But I've been I've been itching to go to Tuesday night village practice. So, that'll well, be cool. there you go. There we go. There you go. We uh we already have a couple guests locked in for the next show, so that'd be cool. And we have well, at Cooper maybe he said he four was gonna weeks before the outdoors, counting this week. I think so. Yeah, three weekends. Three weekends. Wow. Mm. That's a long time for those guys to get ready. Yeah, but as I was going to ask, is uh, that 
that makes a thing that kind of changes the picture of the first round. It's not everybody's just trying to fill themselves. Everybody's going to be coming in trying to put points. Well, that's so. something that Cooper said too. Like it's the the supercross hangover isn't really. Yeah, he'll be good. Yeah, isn't really something that you can hang hang on this year. Like you'll have plenty of time, feel a little recovery, get a little riding in. Did he say right. he's like like I know during his last time in a way you could kind of tell it was one of those things where he was not really concerned about the outdoors. Last year or two like, years ago? Two years ago, he kind of came across that way. Not, I mean, I'm sure he wanted to win it, but yeah, it was no, like he, he didn't really care. Yeah, but he, do, he said that in the press conference, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't give a shit about the outdoors. I wasn't going to go that far. I was just going to say he didn't really care. But this year, can after being there or anything you heard, is he actually going to be like, I want to win it? Yeah, he said on pole last night. It, oh, did it, he? Okay, he's excited. It matters. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. He's he he wants to go for it. He wants to show that he can do that and. Be known as a guy that can do that. Awesome. Yep. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with Zach Osborne. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entertown. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Tiles Hockey, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hair and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hair and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Amy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com. And order your Defy lock-on grips today. What's up? We're back with our first guest of the night. Brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. This year, with the new Formula and Formula CC helmet and the Zone and Zone Pro goggles, they have stepped up, took it to the next level. They sponsor guys like David Bradshaw, Weston Pike, and the man on the phone, Mr. Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? How's it going, guys? It's going good, dude. How you been, man? How you feeling? Yeah, doing good, doing good. Um, it's been a, a bit of a long winding road to get to where I'm at, but I'm back on the bike and everything's going pretty good. Yeah, are you still up at club? Uh, no, I'm not. Nope, I'm back down in Florida, um, grinding it out in 
uh, what seems to be summer already. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's gotten, it's gotten hot and humid here in Texas too, man. Um, what was the reasoning for going up to club? Was it just having some other guys to ride with while your teammates were out at the races or just a change of scenery? What, what uh, started that? Um, no, we actually, we had a fly photo shoot there. Um, fly and JB came down to me in October um, when we shot the commercial for the season. And then um, they were going there and I was like, you know what? Nobody's going to be here. I'll just pop up there and uh, ride for a couple of days, have a little change of scenery and do some photos. And um, yeah, I ended up staying the whole week and it was a really good time. Uh, any run-ins with filthy? No, nothing really. We just had a good time. It was just like a trip down memory lane. It was, it was cool to reminisce and um, just kind of be back where it all started yeah. uh, for me. And um, yes, yeah, it was really, really just a fun trip and, uh, a lot of nostalgia and just, yeah, really cool to see how much it's grown and expanded and um, improved, really. Yeah, we got the chance to talk to some of those guys at, this year at the races. Um, Brandon, right? Brandon? Yes, sir. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, those guys are really cool. Cool team, man, doing a lot of good stuff. March Banks and uh, Dominic. I like that kid, that Dominic Thurry kid a lot, man. It's uh, been really cool to watch them, Jace, obviously, do what they're doing and improve. Yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, that was kind of the team thing was kind of the part of the original vision and yeah. um, everything that's kind of come to fruition. It's really cool to see for Brandon and um, he's sacrificed so much to be there and to be where he's at now. It's it's really cool to see it, you know, kind of flourishing and um, being be a good little spot to go and um, for kids to grow and train. Absolutely. Even Weege has been riding out there. So, uh, yeah, we got to we got to make a trip, TJ. We've talked about it. We've been invited, and we just got to make that happen. Yep. I'm just waiting on you. Yeah. I hear I'm you. Not blaming you completely. That's fine. I'll take it. So, Zacho, 2020, man, outdoor national champion. And here we are in 21. Time to defend. More pressure, less pressure. Um, what's it feel like, man? Well, it's, it's a bit subdued at the moment just because I've um, kind of only started riding a couple weeks ago. And okay. I, I feel a little behind the eight ball. So, for me, like the biggest pressure has been getting my body healthy again and being in a position where I can win. So I'm finally kind of gaining some momentum towards that and starting to feel good. I mean, I'm going to have to build into it a little bit. I know that. And um, I, I'm probably going to start where I left off as far as the setting goes from last year and just kind of try to grind it out and get get some good finishes in the beginning and um, hopefully be in a, a really good spot by the time we get to like high point or the next round and um, be continuing for wins by the time we get there. Okay. Uh, how is the back? I mean, back issues, man, they're, they're tricky, right? They, sometimes they last just the rest of your life and you just have to manage like how, how have you been feeling? Is that, do you see it like a, you're going to get to a hundred percent improvement? Are you there yet? Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm there very close. I mean, it's been, like I said, a long winding road. There's no real clear path. You know, if you break your arm, it's, Oh, six weeks yeah, or you need yeah. this surgery or whatever. And it's, it's really straightforward, but this deal has been probably the hardest thing I've ever had to really navigate and like find a good solution for. Um, but I'm on a good path now with a good, good strength program and, um, a lot of rehab, you know, it's been a lot of driving to different people and places and, um, a lot of people helping me out. So, uh, it's been challenging, but it's, it's really good now. And, I feel like I'm in a good spot to where I can really hammer and, and make some inroads to winning another championship. Awesome. Well, Zacho, it was I was so bummed when when you had to leave the Supercross series because 
your results, I don't think, had shown where you were speed-wise. Like, you were racy, and, like, you looked good, and, like, you making aggressive passes. And so it was a bummer, but having since you were already out of it early, had, has that allowed you to mentally prepare more for outdoors? And do you feel like you kind of have an advantage on that end going into to the outdoor season because you haven't had to keep your mindset on Supercross? You've already been able to go ahead and make that switch to outdoors. Does that give you an advantage? Um, it, you know, situationally it, it can, but for me, it's, it's still been ah, like six weeks ago or four weeks ago, even I was like, man, like, am I ever going to be better? Like, you know, I was six weeks into kind of trying to fix this thing, a lot of procedures and everything, but basically back surgery, um, to that point. So, you know, for me, it's just been more focusing on getting healthy and I haven't even really had that much time to to think about the defense, you know, it's cool to ride with the number one and, and be kind of the, the guy. Um, but the, it's been maybe a blessing in disguise because I haven't really had time to think about it. I've been chasing mm-hmm. health and, um, and trying to get my body better. So maybe, you know, that's the, that's the silver lining. Yeah. So I noticed on your Instagram, you have a bunch of like riding photos and I seen the number one on the bike. Looks is good. that, is that something that you like, like they want you to do is it something you're doing so you get used to walking up to the bike with the number one on it? I mean, I, I know it sounds crazy, but they say that number one plate can be heavy and throw. <laughs> so hold on, but hold it. Hear me I out. Just, but but I mean, do you do that to where you don't even think about it anymore, or is it just something that Husky wants you to do? How does that work? Um, I mean, when it's time to go outdoor racing, that's my number, you know. So if I'm riding outdoors, that's the number I'm going to ride with. I don't really think it's anything to do with, with any any other factor really than. Just yeah. the fact that that's my number. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious if it was something like that. It looks good, man. It, it looks good on the back of that fly jersey. It's where it belongs. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's it's been it's been pretty uh, honestly pretty humbling to to realize that and just to you know know that I'm I'm that guy. Yeah, you you've always as long as I've known you, which is just a few years now, you've always been kind of a humble guy and. It's it's just I love the I don't know man it's what I think a lot of people love about you we've talked about that so many times but I, I do want to say I listened to the re raceables um, with your Vegas race when I was going I think on the way to Salt Lake City I listened to it and uh, dude it was it's just cool listening to you relive that and your thought process and that was I really enjoyed the fact that you did that with Steve and Weege. Yeah, I, I was a little reluctant because it's kind of so recent and everything, but. Um, it, it was awesome. I mean, even in the in the interview, a couple times I was like, "Man, this is you know, it's hard to kind of fight fight the emotion back." But man, it was it was just such a crazy race and yeah. such a crazy night. And um, I, I watched the race again the other day. Um, was just hanging out, and I finally watched the, the interview with <laughs> Jenny and the, um, for the first time ever, like right. legit first time I've ever seen it was like two weeks ago, uh, cool. right Thank after you. that podcast. Um, but yeah, the whole thing was just, it was unbelievable. It still is. And to watch the race, like, I mean, I've seen it a thousand times, but it still seems surreal that yeah. I actually get, get to him, you know? Yeah, I imagine you still watch it and go, like, this time I'm not going to get to him, right? It's not, it's yeah, not really. I mean, it, yeah. it, like, a little bit of the edge is worn off, but not, not as much as you'd think as many times as I've watched it. Yeah. It would be on constant loop at my house. Like, <laughs> yeah, like right. it would be that and then the oh, outdoor yeah. championship yeah. over and yeah. over again. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've said, like, if I was able, ever able to win a championship like that, 
like I would have the number one plate on a necklace. Like I'd wear it like on a belt, like the UFC guys do or whatever. Yeah, just wear it. Yeah. Carry it into restaurants. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, so just real quick, I know TJ's got something, but um, doing that pod again with Steve and spend some time. It's been a little while since you've done a podcast that I'm aware of. Does it make you miss shifting gears at all? Have you thought about maybe doing a one-off just, you know, while you had some downtime or not at all? Yeah, I do miss it. You know, um, I actually sold my equipment to Anthony um, from Dunlop uh, last year. But, man, I I do miss it. Like, it was fun. And especially, like, eventually when I retire, I would would love to bring it back. It was was a good time. And there's still, like, a couple, maybe eight or ten guys that I would really just love to sit down with and, and talk to and yeah. you know just get it get a little different um different take on things yeah your your podcast where they were i, I really love the content yeah. that when you just the 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 bond between you and the other riders made it really interesting I, even yeah there's other ones doing it like ricky does it yeah but there was just something different about yours man because I, I he's competing against him while yeah, he's talking to that's a lot true of too, them yeah, yeah yeah go ahead TJ. so we well, have a, we have oh, some listener questions did did you oh. have something to say zach sorry well, I was just going to say, like, it, it was it was a real challenge for me, you know, like, I, I'm pretty natural at a, a lot of things, not like tooting my own horn, but the podcast thing was something that I, I really had to focus on and, and study and, you know, look in history and archives and make notes and that kind of stuff to do. So it, for me, it was it was a challenge, which I really, really enjoyed a good challenge. And um, I, w- I would love to bring it back someday. Cool. So uh, Hal Simpson um kind of a long question so i'll try to to stop summing up basically since you've been to the gps you know what it's like over there um is there would have you ever thought about going there again to race again or and if not who is somebody you think here could do good over there since you know how it is there in the gps i'm I mean, you know five years ago i would have said yeah someday i'm gonna go back and race again and um enjoy it but but with especially now with everything with COVID and all that stuff, like it just wouldn't be fun. (laughs) And, um, and just, you know, kind of getting older and, um, with the kids and stuff, I would love to take them back. Like when we went for the nations a couple of years ago, both times they, we all had a blast and we're like, man, it would be really cool to come back and do another year. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing, man. It's a hard transition. It's, basically a completely different playing field and sport than what we have here. And, um, it's a pretty good life here. So I doubt I'll be going back. Um, and Garrett Rockley has a question. He says, um, do you take, do you talk to yourself when you're racing? Like, like, like to yourself in your helmet, like taunting the other riders where only you can hear it, anything like that while you're out there racing? Um, no, not really. I, uh, I used to sing a lot, like you just get a song stuck in your head and, you know, that kind of goes on loop in your head. Um, but not really, you know, sometimes I'll yell at somebody or something. I scream, uh, like I scream at myself. I yell at myself I like, you're such an idiot. Don't go there. All that kind of stuff at myself the whole time. I've done both really? those things. <laughs> I yell yeah. the same thing at you when I'm riding with you. You're such an idiot. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, I'm like very, very cr- critical of myself when yeah. I'm on the bike. I'm like, Get your foot up, oh, you shoot. idiot. Quit being oh, so dude, lazy and all this kind of stuff. No. Thankful, thankful I didn't crash. Oh, went to the corner. Thankful yeah. I didn't crash. <laughs> yeah. I was I was leading a race, and I went down in a, in a deep rut, and I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, at, during um, press day, I think it was press day, maybe it was for, oh, uh, maybe it was um, 
pre-practice Saturday. I can't remember. It was pretty quiet in the stadium. Yeah. And one of the starts, and I could hear one of the riders yelling at all the other riders. I couldn't tell who it was. Yeah. God, it'd be so great to have audio, especially from like your got your practice partner there, Cooper, because we know Cooper's down there talking some trash. Yeah, we actually um, we had a couple sets of those Cardio Systems radios last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And I was using it for maybe like two weeks, and they were all like, "That is so stupid! Like, why would you do that?" Blah blah blah. And then one day, Coop shows up, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I would like to try one of those radios." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, really?" So we we got them all hooked up, and then when we did it, somehow our radios got linked together. So there was me and my practice mechanic, and Coop and his practice mechanic all on one frequency (laughs) and he talked a lot like i was like dude you gotta like shut up a little bit because you're talking so much i can't even focus or he would be like he'd be behind me and be like oh i saw that like you almost fell down i'm like stop talking like no it it was good fun though so me and my i I really wish that there was a way that we could have those yeah race with it's so cool my son and i have done that we've put like like headphones in on our phones, called each other, and then go ride like while we're out there on the track. And yeah, he does the same thing where he's behind me because he's faster than me, just talking trash. Get your leg up, or 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 why are you going so slow through the corner constantly like that? So yeah, yeah. One That's of my funny. buddies is like one of the head guys for that Cardo system. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a like a, maybe a Japanese company, but he's like yeah. their head guy here in, in the states. And he he was the one that kind of hooked everybody up at Monster Cup a couple years ago with those things when they were testing them. And yeah, that, I've never rode with them, but I mean, I think, I think it's a good thing if we could implement those for safety reasons, if nothing else, you know, just like, Hey, you know, this guy down next corner, if, if just your mechanic has your radio and it's just you two, you don't, you need the whole team talking to you, but one guy and you just have a couple key things to talk about. Um, I think it'd be a benefit personally. Does it NASCAR play that stuff over the over the TV? Yeah, well, yeah, you can rent. You can rent like when you go to the track, you can rent like a scanner and listen to basically all the radios or one guy's radio or whatever. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be so great that uh, just to have Cooper's audio from probably almost anything would be probably get him <laughs> in trouble, but it'd be gold. Yeah, it, uh, I I just think it would be cool. You know, like a step in the. Techno- right in the technology technological direction that yeah. we, you know, would be a step in the right direction. But I agree. Um, I don't know. It's hard. The hard thing about it is, I don't know if you guys experience this with when you're riding, but like when other bikes are going by, or like you can hear someone else's bike on your on your mic. It's it's hard. Oh yeah, I could see that. Like it, it would pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. That's that- that's the toughest thing for that we've experienced is like getting. Um, mostly getting the guy who's giving like lap times or whatever, we have to put him out in like a field so that he's not picking up everybody else's bikes yeah. running, you know? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I actually ride with music, Zacho. Oh, really? Yeah. I have uh, I have three formulas and they all have like these, they're actual Cardo earbuds and they just plug into like an iPod Nano. And yeah. Yeah, I've got... Oh, I've I've seen that system, but I I don't know if I could do that. It can't. I can't Maybe do if it. I was like trail riding or something, but yeah. I don't think I could do it for riding well, across. In the last say five years, I don't ride that much, and I get arm pump, and I overthink things, and um, so it's kind of helped me keep my heart rate down a little bit because I'm listening to the music and maybe not overthinking yeah. technique or whatever. So I like it. I mean, I still ride like crap, but at least hmm. I'm out there. And a lot of times, because I get tired really fast, I'll go all right. I'm going to ride one more song. 
that, that's bit me a couple okay. times because I have some twenty minute songs on my iPod. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, so it works for me. I, I and I can hear the other bikes or whatever. But anyway, that's no, you can't. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, no, I, uh, I've ridden with him, Zeko. It's terrible because he has no clue you're behind him. He has no way where me, you're dude. at. You're way behind me. And so when you go to try to pass him, he just, like, cross-jumps the track. That's it's a lot. It's Whatever. so terrible. It's Jesus. so terrible. Oh, man. Don't <laughs> Zach, come on. Dude. Don't listen to this guy, Zeko. He's, <laughs> he's an idiot. Get it go together. Ahead. This, this is laugh around here, Zach. Just <laughs> nonstop. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, so now that you've, you know, you have a 450 championship – and you've you've come back, you know, you you left to, to go to Europe and try that, and you've come back, and your story's been really good, and you've accomplished more than I think anybody would have expected from you. You've you've, you've met those expectations and maybe exceeded them too. So my question is, what do you, what kind of like is your motivation, like your deep motivation, and what keeps you coming back and hungry for more? Um, I just enjoy what I do. Right, I'm I'm really lucky and really blessed to be able to race um dirt bikes for a living something that a lot of people really dream and strive for um their whole life and would do basically anything to have the same opportunity so i mean i i enjoy it and the day that i don't enjoy it anymore is they all stop nice um i do have a question and we've talked about this topic many times but uh maniac wrench matt winters yeah, he said. Uh, ask Zach uh, when are you gonna stop being cheap and just buy the IRA. Well, you see, he's money bags now, so he yeah. can buy us both one. I I responded. I said, yeah, I've asked him that before, and he bought he bought the. Uh, it's not a triathlon gun. I forget what you call it, but the the Olympic biathlon gun. Biathlon gun. So I figured yeah. that was your trade off. You bought that instead. Yeah, that was the deal. But then I actually just the other night got back on the old. Uh, Simmering kicks. I don't know. We'll have to go down eventually, I'm sure. Well, you're just going to have to go out and win another championship. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, make that your end goal. You know, like, all right, well, now now another championship, and and we'll we'll go get that. Did, did Brittany end up That'll getting anything? Good. Did she get a, a big uh, big package? Uh, not, not a big package, but a uh, a big prize? Uh, no. No. <laughs> she doesn't do prizes at all. Yeah, she's kind of uh, said that. Yeah, not at all. So you you don't ever surprise her like Mother's Day is coming up with anything that just impossible. Really? Yeah. Impossible because she'll figure it out, or impossible because she does just doesn't want anything. She just doesn't want anything. <laughs> wow. Dude, that's, yeah, you're lucky. I get. I mean, she's awesome. I mean, besides being beautiful and sweet and everything, then you don't have to worry about you know like you know I got to buy her new Ferrari or whatever you know. Yeah, it's hard because, uh, you know, she she always goes big for me, and I enjoy that stuff. And then it's hard for me to even, you know, have a gift for her. So it's, right. it's a tough thing. TJ's over here laughing at me because – why? Because I said Brittany. No, beautiful. because we were giving him a hard time earlier, Zacho, because he's always sliding into, like, riders, chicks, DMs. Not, yeah, you got to watch him. I'm telling you, you got to watch. <laughs> One of those. It's not yeah. the case, Zacho. I, again, <laughs> how, how many riders chicks came up to you this last weekend and gave you a hug at the track? Just Brady and Riley. Yeah, just most of them. Is that what you're That's saying? Two. <laughs> anyway, Zach, sorry, sorry. He's um, God, you're an idiot. <laughs> I was waiting for. I was about to say TJ's an idiot. <laughs> so Zach, I want to shift gears to the the 20 Supercross Championship that just ended. Um, you know Cooper very well. I, I'm sure you know Kenny very well. We've, as media guys and keyboard warriors and all that, all you know, especially since Daytona, had our opinions of what's going on. And I fully believe 
Cooper was in Kenny's head. Um, but I think you know those guys better. You've been in those positions. What do you think is going on, man, if you don't mind talking about it just you know, as a fan? I don't know, man. Um, it's hard to say. Coop's just really strong in those situations. And, um, you know, I, I, that's all I can really say to it. I, I don't know. Um, it's tough. It's a tough question. And, it, you know, it's no more than meets the eye to me. He's just really good when he's, when he's under the gun and he can kind of always rise to the occasion. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's ri- it was super impressive all year how he could be pretty far back, Cooper, you know, and, and you just think, well, all right, he's going to finish fifth or whatever, you know, or ninth. And then all of a sudden, he just turns it on. It's sort of like Blake Baggett, you know, back in the 250 days, just halfway, he would turn it on. And I, that's, that's a skill set, man. And that, again, I, I don't think that's so physical. I think that's mental. I think Cooper just has something that a guy like a Michael Jordan, you know, or whatever the, the elite athletes have that they just can switch a ge- into this other gear that a lot of average humans don't have. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's just a credit to his craft. You know, he's, um, he's a warrior. And when, when he's in that situation, he, um, yeah, there's not much stopping him. You know, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty impressive to see, um, obviously I have to race him, but yeah. At the same time, it's 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 something to watch and something to see the way that he can just flick that switch. And I kind of feel like you're that way. I mean, if you take the the championship at the Vegas, right, you know, with you and Savachi, I mean, that was next level, man. That was you were you even said like you were sort of in the zone where you didn't even realize what was happening almost out of body yeah. experience type thing. And and I think that again, that's not a skill set that everybody has when you're in that championship mode. To be a champion, you have to be able to adapt and overcome. And uh, I mean, I, you know, even this last year when you went outdoors, you know, like it wasn't a guarantee. You had to fight through it, and you had to deal with guys like Eli Tomac, who are multi-time champions, and you just you never broke. Yeah, I, you know, it's just part of believing in what you do, yeah. and um, and just yeah, knowing when the gate drops, like like. I've said a few times this year, last year I was just not fast enough in practice. And this year during supercross anyways, I actually was fast enough. And, and I don't know if it built more pressure on me or what, but last year, you know, I knew I could qualify seventh or eighth, three seconds lap off the pace. As long as I got a good start, I was going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I executed every weekend. Um, and then this year I go to supercross and I'm right there, you know, for polls and top three in practice, which was kind of new territory for me. And then I think that, you know, I let that kind of carry into expectation and emotion and um, just kind of uh, weighed on me a little bit and not, I let my starts escape me. So a mm. uh, little bit of a lesson, you know, it's a, a little bit late in my career to be learning lessons. So, but <laughs> no, it, never. it does happen. <laughs> we got just a couple more things for you. Yeah, we got a two-part okay. question here for from listeners who wants to know, are you riding with the WP Airshock? Uh, currently, no. I, I ended the season last year on the uh, Spring Shock, so that's where I'm at right now. So you're doing your outdoor stuff with the spring also, like, like, like have they yeah, tested? Well, no, my question is like, have they tested that outdoors for the long motos and it holding up or not changing like the forks would, or do you know anything about that? I do not know anything about okay. that. I have, I haven't even done any testing to this point um, for this season. Like I said, I'll most likely start exactly where I stopped yeah. last year, especially with being that we're starting at the same track that we ended at. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really haven't done much. So last thing I've got for you, Weeds brought this up um, a couple weeks ago, I think, that 
think it was Weejit said this that you you've always kind of said that you might like to do some off road racing when you retire, but you're maybe have changed your mind a little bit. Can you elaborate? Um, I don't know that that GNCC ass kicking I took last year kind of turned me off a little okay. bit. <laughs> um, it just did not go good for me that day. Yeah. And um, you know those guys those guys are on a completely new level than when I was racing them before. And also in the, in the XC1 class, you know, that there's, they're as good or better at that than we are at motocross, you know? So, um, I think it depends on when I, when I stop racing motocross, I guess that that will be the deciding factor as far as what I do afterwards. Yeah. If I race for three more years, then that's going to be hard to just transition into that against a bunch of kids, you know? I, so I, I we'll hear see. you, but I, I just see you doing the Andrew short type thing, man. You, you gotta be, you're going to be on two wheels doing something. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's not definitely not out of the question. Um, it's not something that's been laid to rest yet for right. me. Right. All right. Well, Zach, man, it's always awesome to talk to you. I've really missed seeing you at the races. Um, yeah, I only got to see you at Houston this year, man. That kind of sucked, but um, I'm yeah. glad you're healing up. I can't wait to see you get out there and uh, kick some butt in, in, I guess, four weeks. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, tell Maniac I'll take the stage four Williams. All right, I'll let him know. Yeah, well, I wonder what I wonder what his bonus is from Colt. What the what, the, what he's going to be on in a little bit, so we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. So yeah, tell yep. him I'll have the stage four Williams. It'll be sweet. Sounds good, man. Zach, thanks, buddy. See ya. All right, Love see you, bud. Jake Curry thanks, said thanks. Loretta's twenty twenty eight. For Zach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Zacho for coming on. Uh, man, I always love talking to Zach. We've kind of given him a break from us bothering him for a little while. So he's uh, always a pleasure. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with Robbie Wageman, hopefully. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time. So fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a -a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com. 
and follow them on Instagram at, at Extreme Colors. That's X T R E M E K O L O R S. Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you, as always. Okay, we are back. We tried calling Robbie Wageman, and he, he's not answering again. No, I'm joking. <laughs> All right, tonight brought to you by Our Jerky. Visit eatourjerky.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD21. The Wageman's family's motocross roots run deep. Our Jerky is a private label jerky established to help support the brothers' racing dreams. Made fresh, it makes a great quality snack no matter the occasion. With teriyaki, sweet and spicy, western black pepper, sizzling hot, and the popular seven deuce deuce black pepper beef brisket. There's a ton of options to choose from. Visit eatourjerky.com and once again use promo code MOTOXPOT21. Tonight, brought to you by our jerky, Robbie Wageman. What up, dude? What's happening? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. We're glad to uh, get you on. It was a lot of fun getting to visit with you a little bit this weekend. I've got the Slayer shroud here in the hanging on the wall. So, man, I uh, I feel like I came away a winner. Heck yeah, man! I'm glad I could give you that, and uh, I'm glad you're stoked on it, dude. I, I I really am. It's one of my favorite pieces of memorabilia. So I've got some pretty cool stuff in here, but nothing else says Slayer on it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm stoked to uh, to give you that. Yeah, man. So. Let's get to know you a little bit, man. Uh, obviously, we've had your brother RJ on, um, but give us a little bit of your background. You know, what got you interested in riding? Was it your, you watching your family ride? Because you're the younger brother, correct? Yep, I'm the younger one. So, um, I mean, we kind of just grew up around it. You know, my dad raced back in the day when he was younger. So, kind of just grew, grew up, you know, watching Supercross and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, I just remember being super young. I don't know, I was probably two or three or something, just begging and crying for a dirt bike and finally one christmas morning i walked down the stairs and there's a little pw50 down there and and uh, that's how it all started just started riding in my backyard tearing up my parents grass and <laughs> nice. they were okay with it so i kept doing it every day <laughs> yeah at what point did they realize okay these guys are really talented these two brothers are talented you know our kids are probably going to spend a whole bunch of our money and you know like what age was it when you, that all happened well you know, I kept riding and stuff, and then obviously I went to a 110. I never did the, the you know, KTM or Cobra 50 deal. I never did that. I just went to a 110, and then I got a KTM 65, and, you know, my dad taught me how to use the clutch for a couple of days, and then I started riding the track, and he would take me to races, and I was too young to even really know, like, what I was even doing or what the whole racing side was about. And then once I got to an age, like, I would say right about as I got off 60s or 85s, like I honestly didn't even want to race at all. My RJ was always the one that wanted to race. I never did. And my dad would always beg me to go to the races because he would tell me I was good and stuff. And I was, I was like, yeah, whatever, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't <laughs> care. I don't want to race. And, uh, and then finally one day, I don't know, just, I would always go like, to local races with my brother and all honestly i would just ride like a different track that was there and i wouldn't even race and then i don't know i was probably 12 or 13 and finally it kind of just clicked in my head where i was like you know what maybe i do want to race yeah and uh so i started racing and then obviously i just fell in love with it and to this day it's just what i live breathe and eat every single day nice i like it 
So I'm over here freaking out while you're talking because you just said you didn't care, didn't really think you were that good, and you got eighth in the 65-7-9 at Loretta's. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> so I'm like, because that's a top ten at Loretta's, and you were like, I don't even know if I'm any good at this. Yeah, so with that <laughs> being said, I think that was my first year I went there, and I remember it was like the Loretta area, area sorry. Yeah. And – I just raced because RJ did. He beat Chase Sexton. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he beat Sexton. I mean, Sean Cantrell was there. Uh, Moseman was there. Derek Drake. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's getting eighth, but he's like, yeah. Yeah, you know, just for fun, Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, I went to the area just because RJ, that was always his dream was to go to Loretta, so I did it, and I didn't even know what the race was for, and then <laughs> we went to the regional, still didn't know what it was for, and yeah. my dad was like, just race, you know? Who cares? Just race. That's funny. And I, I ended up making Loretta's, and RJ unfortunately did not. So we went to Ponca that year, so RJ can race. And then we went to Loretta's, like kind of as a family thing. You know, I didn't even know, I had no idea what Loretta's was. So we went there, and and I, I didn't even know what it was all about. Yeah, just on a vacation. Yeah, I was like, whatever. We're on a vacation, <laughs> race, cool. Let's have fun. That's funny. And, yeah, fourth and, uh, place in the eighty-five nine to eleven in two thousand eleven. Yeah. See, I'm thinking the whole this whole story. I'm like, okay, if I'm your dad, I'm like, sweet. I don't have to spend this extra money. He doesn't even want to race, but he's spending the money. <laughs> no, They're going to Loretta's and he's getting top like, tens. Sweet, you don't want to race? <laughs> we, I'm going to race. We honestly were we were honestly doing all that because of RJ. He wanted yeah. to race, so my dad kind of felt bad that year that he didn't make it. So we went to Ponca, and we were already, you know, pretty much there. So. We just trucked up to, to Loretta's and, and uh, RJ got to hang out and see and see what it was all about. And That's insane. And then, honestly, ever since that first year I went, we never stopped. We went, I think we went from like, oh, nine was our first year. And I think I did seven or seven years maybe in a row. Right. So it was fun. I'm glad we went because yeah. that place is unreal. Uh, yeah, I got to go yes. just hang out for the national. That's the only time I've ever been there last year. Yeah, pretty cool, but really, really hot. Yeah, very hot. That's only down downfall, yeah. and it pours rain at any second of the yep. day, which, yep. is, which sucks. But um, so, Robbie, I want to know how. Um, excuse me, how at one of the gnarliest tracks, especially for a two-stroke with no engine braking, how do you? How are you that dialed in on that YZ and that two-stroke national where you just pull hop off the couch and just wax everybody like bro like how did you do that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man i don't know i just i luckily for me i've ridden a lot of two strokes in my day um most of the time like after supercross that's normally like what i ride the majority of the time is is a 252 stroke so i have quite a bit of time on them um but I did go there just to kind of hang out and sell the beef jerky and, and support RJ. And then, you know, unfortunately Josh Grant crashed in practice. So I went up to Jamie Ellis and asked him if he needed the pilot for it. And he was like, yeah, let me go, let me go talk to Josh, make sure, you know, see if he's racing or not. And he came back over and was like, it's all yours if you want to race. And I had a set of gear. So I just hopped on it and softened up the suspension a little bit and just went out and raced and just, Really had no mindset mind, of like, just I just had yeah I just had no mindset of anything I was like whatever I'm just gonna go have fun so what we do is race so I'm gonna go out and just 
just do my thing. I don't, you know, so and it actually turned out to be really fun. That's a, that's talent. First of all, obviously yeah. when you're just talented, but then if you like, you take all the pressure off of you cause it's that's like when yeah, the talent no shines. expectations yeah. and then everything just falls into place. That's so sick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. super fun. I'm yeah. I had a great time. It was awesome. So I like to ask, you know, when we have brothers on or whatever, like, um, growing up, I mean, was it your goal, your number one goal beating your brother or was that ever really, did that really matter? Like, cause I know like TJ's here and we go ride. Like that's really the only thing I care about is beating him. I don't care about pretty much right. anything else. TJ's not my brother. Thank God. But he's, <laughs> he's my buddy. So, you know, I, I want to beat him, but is that, is it the same thing with your brother? Um, when I was younger, not necessarily just because I was always on the smaller bike than he was. And like, I more of like looked up to him, you know, like, Oh man, I want to be as good and as fast as him one day. Okay. And, and then, you know, he was always fascinating and people would always ask me like, Oh, are, you know, are you faster than your brother? Or do you want to be? And I was like, well, I'm not right now, but I definitely want to be faster than him. Yeah. And then finally, once I got on a, on a big bike on a two with the F, like, I started kind of gaining on him a little bit and like getting closer to speed with him. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I want to be faster than him for sure. And then one day I don't, I don't really know. It just clicked. And, and, uh, now he tries to beat me every time, which is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when do you go pro? I went pro at, I believe at 16, honestly. And what year was that? Uh, do you remember? So uh, I'm looking at like the Monster maybe, Cup results. 2013, 2013, you get fourth in the Super Mini, and 2014, fifth in the All Stars. Uh, I mean, at that mm-hmm. point, like, what was your was your goal to go pro, or was was your like uh, where were you at in your mindset of go of racing for your future at that point with the Monster Cup results? Um. Yeah. Definitely. Obviously, the goal was to go pro. Um. And then I think I wish I wouldn't have went to supercross as early as I did. Okay. Um, but you know, with going to Loretta's and I, I did do pretty well at Loretta's quite often and never really got any help. And like, I definitely had help. Don't get me wrong, but I never got like that ride I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Out of Loretta's. So me and my dad kind of made a decision on, well, you know what, let's just not do Loretta's and the whole amateur thing. And let's just go race supercross and, who cares how we do? Let's just get our feet wet for a couple of years and, and see where we mix up. And then that's honestly kind of how it started. I just, I, I honestly probably did go pro too early, but like now being a little bit more mature in the supercross and doing it a little more every, you know, a few years, like I wish I would have just waited a couple more years to go pro, but just to mature a little more in the whole racing aspect. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think, I think some of these kids go pro too early, man. I really, I mean, it's, and it's especially, well, I don't know if I should say especially, but these factory kids that get like a one or two year deal and they're young, they're immature, they're not really ready for all that. And then like it goes south sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like for me, when I went pro, I was still looking up to like that year you know, right before I went pro, I was still looking up to the guys that were racing super. I was like, man, one day I want to, I want to win like them. Yeah. And then that very next year, I'm still looking up to them and I lined up with them and I was terrified to, you know, to be honest, like I'll, I'll be honest. I was, I was terrified. 
And I was like, wow, I'm on the line with these guys. I don't, like, what do I do? I think you're the first no person idea. that's answered that honestly like that. A lot of times the guys will say, oh, yeah, I was kind of in awe, but then I realized I'm just like, they're just racers or just, right. you know, and I think you're the first person that's really said, dude, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, I mean, they are just other people. And, like, now that I've, you know, met much more of them and, and I'm closer with a lot of them, like, now, you know, we're all just normal people and and we all like to do do things and do fun things when on our off time we like to wakeboard and all that kind of stuff and then when we put our goggles on you know it's different but you know back then i think i was just not as mature as i am now so when i got there i was like wow this is this is really surreal and, yeah. and pretty scary so well they have they had a, a couple of years back they tried to institute a rule where you had to be 18 to turn pro it was a rule wasn't it <laughs> then they rescinded yeah, it like I, like they put it yeah, out there I, I and then they rescinded it but that was bit, like yeah. Six or eight years ago, yeah, I'm sure the I'm sure the OEMs <laughs> they freaked out. Yep. So they have a yeah. listener question from Jake Curry wants to know about the your R Jerky deal. Like, how much does that fund your riding now, and is that a long term deal or something? Y'all are like like after you get done racing, do you do you plan on continuing to do that, or is it something that y'all are just mainly focusing on right now? Um, we definitely plan on keeping it going as long as we can and and i think you know it's really growing a lot right now which is awesome to see and we appreciate everyone that supports us because it's so awesome to see the whole moto community you know support us buying our our jerky and it really does help like when we went on the road for a month i think it was and we went to florida and um you know we went out there and rode before my first supercross in orlando this year it helped us with like with some fuel money and it helped us with, you know, staying at hotels. So it really does help us. And we appreciate that more than anything. And it's so awesome to see it growing. And we definitely plan on, on keeping, keep growing the business and, and uh, hopefully one day it's, it supports us fully. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no doubt. It's killer. Well, uh, one thing TJ didn't say is the the listener actually said, "What funding does your meat provide?" And I thought that was funny. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, but, so can can you take us back to like a specific moment or something that happened specifically this season that like was a like your biggest learning point from this year? Like, what did you learn the most from a specific thing that happened? Um, I would just say going to the race with the right mindset, like. Uh, all the speedway tracks really got to me this year, I feel like. And yeah, it kind of just bummed me out and put me in like a, a weird mood, especially in like Atlanta. I was there the whole time and I never really got away from the, the track. So I think being there and then just my mindset was a little bit off. The speedway wasn't my type of track, but like for me, I think I just have to look past that and, mm-hmm. and put that behind me and, you know, it might not be the track for, for anyone that, that's riding, but they all have to do it too. So exactly, yeah, um, yeah. But I like that was a little tough. Like I'm still learning and, and growing each each race, and like I see my improvements on at some rounds, and like I'm super happy with it all. And then like one little thing doesn't go right for me at at one round. Like at Atlanta, I, I missed the main, and like it just ruins my mood for the rest of the re- week. Like I'm, like I'm just in a horrible mood yeah it's hard it's like hard hard to get out of that you know yeah exactly so 
Yeah, I, I don't, man. If you you wear those feelings on your sleeve a little bit, you know, if your 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 heart's in it so much, it's hard not to, man. It's hard just to let it go. But yeah, exactly. I think if you could figure out how, you know, if, if you have a bad race or a bad moment or something that kind of brings you down, if you can figure out how to feed off that, which is sort of what we see out of, you know, the, the champions, right? Like a guy like Cooper Webb, he has a bad race, and the next week he's just like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to take that crap. I'm going to go out and, and – but it's what, TJ or Scott? No, I'm not making fun of him. Oh, his- oh okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's just – you got to find a way to do that, and I don't know if that takes a mental coach or if it's just a certain type of people could, person can do that, but I'm not right. good at that either, man. When something bums me out, I'm bummed out. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely hard to overcome, but I think that also just comes with – maturing a little more you know and 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 another season under my belt a full season under my belt at supercross so like i think all those little things will will lead into next year and i'll progress on that and be better at it next year so i'm looking forward to it well speaking you know being better next year i guess what (laughs) i was waiting for this i guess next year maybe is when i'll consider i might consider picking you in fantasy again yeah, uh, yeah, 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 man. So here, He's so such a dick. I just said a little while ago, like how important it is to beat my my co-host here, TJ, my buddy. He beat me in fantasy by twenty six points. That we said twelve, uh, sixteen points, sixteen points. So yeah, blame it on me. It had Robbie had Robbie made the main that night with I think a plus fourteen, I probably get a minimum of twenty four points and yes. beat you. Well, here here's the problem. If I would have been paid, I meant to pick Robbie. That was the plan. I had uh-huh. always planned to pick Robbie, and I just forgot about him when I made my oh, picks. Way to, go. way to forget about so, a guy. So because oh, I was wow. busy, yeah, so, so I, I didn't forget about. I so I just went through. No, no, it, was, it actually helped me though. I'm really oh, glad yeah. I did. I'm really glad <laughs> so, I didn't forget. Uh, I'm not actually going to blame it all on you, Robbie, because I short screwed him this week. John too. short screwed me this you, week. You guys aren't. You guys aren't the only ones mad at me. I'm, I'm mad not at actually mad because I played fantasy and I. Let me tell you, I picked myself. Yeah. Oh, no, you did. oh. didn't. Yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah. I'm not actually so. mad. I'm just busting your balls. I don't get that mad about at the riders because I think that you guys have a lot more important things to worry about than <laughs> you play my now? fantasy pick. Yeah, you- I played this year, but I always picked my – I picked uh, all my guys like the night before yeah. like, dinner or something. So, so, so you know, I, I never did it during the day. Like, yeah, like yeah that's what I was going to ask. I'm going to start doing that. Like, I always yeah, make I mean, a preliminary I, pick on whatever night they release them, whether it be Thursday, I think sometimes Wednesday, and it's always a better team than what I end up with. All day, all day Saturday, yeah. this Saturday, I was telling Dan Truman and Steve, don't pick John Short. He's hurt. He got hurt on Friday and press day. And then those guys, like, he, he's qualifying pretty good, and those guys are like, no, I think he's good. So I changed my damn pick to John Short. And he doesn't make it, right? Okay, mm-hmm. Steve Mathis and JT and I have a bet in the fake start for the first qualifying practice or whatever, first qualifying, 450s. Steve says, who gets the fake start? And I instantly say Dylan Ferrandis. And JT's like, Dylan? He's the worst at starts. Okay, I changed my pick. He gets the first fucking, <laughs> the whole shot, basically. Like, I'm done changing my picks. From now on, whatever my original picks are, that's it. I'm Go with not. Makes it easier for me to beat you. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm just busting your balls, Robbie. But yeah, so <laughs> no, you, you do get a lot of the the keyboard warriors probably giving you crap, though, right? I'm sure people are legitimately mad. I mean, yeah, some people, Stupid. but yeah, I mean, you can't really let that bother you. It's no. Not, I mean, it's 
some most of them don't even really know what you're going through out there, you know. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Um, are you are you but, racing outdoors? Um, as of right now, no. Um, I definitely would like to do some of them, but I don't really know how that's going to play out. So yeah, as of right now, just some local stuff and and you know just hit all the local stuff around my house, maybe a little up north. So we'll see. We have a lot of this. This last, I want to say, like three or four years, a lot of privateers are just kind of hitting Supercross and skipping the outdoors because they spread out. They, there's no payout or whatever. Yeah, cost is that what it is with y'all? Is it is it a cost thing because there's not enough money there, or is it because of the travel schedule? What's the main thing that keeps you from, you know, dealing with doing the outdoors? Um, I mean, yeah, a little a little bit of it's like traveling and the cost, and then. I mean, I just bought a brand new 450, so I really don't want to go race here outdoors. <laughs> right, save it, yeah. <laughs> the outdoors, like, it ruins your bike. So I would like to save it. And honestly, my dad's starting to ride again a little bit, so we kind of bought it. We bought that bike together so he could also ride it. So I really don't want to just hammer a bike for him. Sure. I don't want to bring it back to him and just be destroyed. So Here's what um, le- here's what's left of our bike, Dad. Yeah, yeah, here, fix it up, man. Yeah. But, uh. But yeah, so I definitely would like to. Like last year, I did the two Red Buds and the Millville, and I had so much fun. Like those, I've never been there before, and it was insane. Like those facilities are amazing. So y'all are I definitely west. would like to. Yeah, they're Cali. Yeah, Cali. yeah, yeah, Cali. yeah, yeah we're Cali. Yeah, Millville. So I definitely awesome. would like to go do those, but as of right now, it's not it's not looking like I'm going to. All right, um, just real quick. Just I, I did forgive you on the fantasy thing when I got back home Monday, Sunday night and there's a huge package well, of our jerky. Me next year, do okay. what? Pick me next year in fantasy. All right, I'll be there. I'll do that. I'll, I'll pick you. But I, I did come home to a, a giant package of our jerky, which yes, is actually yes, for did. our Patreon supporters. We're going to be sending that out here in the near future. I also That's got right. a box full of a Cherby's hats today. So we got a lot of cool stuff going out to our Patreon supporters. We appreciate all of you guys. Um, last thing, man, for me is just talk about the team, man. Um, got a chance to visit with Chris over there at Team Solitaire, Nuclear Blast, Yamaha. Um, I, I just think it's a cool vibe, man. Obviously, I'm a I'm a metal guy. I love that kind of music, so it, it it's always exciting to me to go through those pits. But really, a, yeah. a cool environment. Yeah, no, they're Ryan Clark and, and Chris Elliott. They're they're awesome. You know, they became more of a more than just a team to me really they're they're like family to me now and they're based out of arizona so when i go up there and and ride with them and stuff like i they let me stay at their house and and it's just really like it's their family now and i love them and they take really good care of me along with my mechanic eric and and the other mechanic colin like we're all like we just get along so well and we know each other so well and i just feel like we fit really well so yeah, I appreciate them a lot, and they uh, they always make sure my bike and everything's dialed. So I really couldn't ask for anything more from them. Awesome, you guys got anything else before? We yeah, just real go? quick about the team. So, how much were you into like heavier metal music before the team, and then now mm-hmm. after it? Uh, I really was not, to be honest. <laughs> Me <laughs> either. I'm with yeah. you. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like really into it still, but I've definitely listened to it more because Chris does like it so right um i definitely listen to he he puts it on at the races quite often so i listen <laughs> to it i don't pay much attention to it but there are some songs that are are pretty good I won't yeah lie. yeah there's some hardcore stuff on that label <laughs> and, and that's a little bit outside of my 
even favorite type of music. I'm more of a guy, you know, Tool and yeah. stuff. But there's some stuff on there, like Machine Head is a band that I love that's on that label or on some of the CDs they pass out. And there's some Rob Zombie stuff on there. So I, I, don't, I didn't realize Rob Zombie was on Nuclear Blast. Uh, or maybe that maybe he's not. And I, I don't know how they get the songs exactly, but it's they're they're on those sampler CDs that they hand out every year. Not I, I love getting those. I never knew Nuclear Blast was like a record company, so that's how yeah, I, I got yeah. them right here. I got a couple of them. So let's see. This is the one from this year. Hate Breeds on there. That's a, a a band that that's a pretty big band. Machine Head, Rob Zombie. Um, cool. There's a lot of other, Carcass. I mean, there's a lot of band. In Flames is a big time hardcore band. Like they're really well known so yeah a lot of cool stuff on here man i've, I've been i dig it i don't know they need to get some more time yeah. because like i literally didn't ministry. even know what nuclear blast was yeah ministry is on the la- the one from last year or 2018 my buddy monty's gonna actually tour play with ministry this year cool uh earthless that's a cool ba- man there's some good stuff on here anyway robbie we're gonna let you yeah, oh awesome. we got one more Scotty? Well, the, just, we just had a fan uh ask about um what the, some of the other sponsors like the Rockwell watches and even Raven Test Tactical Raven Rest Tactical? What 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 about those? Yeah, so the Raven the Raven is uh, some knives, some pocket knives and stuff, and then oh, cool. Rockwell watches is obviously they have watches and sunglasses and stuff like that. So and they've been a part um, of Supercross for a while. Yeah, you know, I guess yeah. he was asking how cool are those sponsors? Oh, they're awesome. I love all of them. They're all, they're all great. The Rockwell watches are awesome. I have one on right now, and it does everything and anything you need it to do. So nice. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Robbie. Hey, man, we appreciate you, uh, you know, not ghosting us this week. It was. It means a lot oh, to come us. Come on now. <laughs> hey, uh, it was really awesome getting a visit with you and your brother, you know, for a few minutes at the hotel and at the track. Um, yeah, I, re- I really impressed with what you guys are doing. We love you guys being a part of the show with our jerky. I know our, our, some of our listeners have been buying some stuff. So I know Craig Martin, former team green manager. Yeah. He just posted it up on his Instagram. Yep. 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 And then Jake yeah, and awesome. Jake Curry and Jordan, uh, his girlfriend, Jordan have ordered. And I, I feel like some other people have too. So hopefully they'll keep ordering and you'll keep supporting us. Yeah, absolutely, of course, and we appreciate you uh, letting us support you and be a part of the show. Absolutely, Robbie. You have a good night. Tell your brother I said what's up, and we'll talk to you soon, dude. All right, you guys as well. Thanks for having me on. All right, take care. All right, thanks. Bye. Thanks for Robbie to Robbie for coming on. Let's take a quick break, and we'll get Matt Winters on. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, what? What was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions, the ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. 
2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Next up, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, which have grown into the top goggle choice of many of the top privateers like Jacob Hayes, Ben LeMay, Ryan Brees, John Short, even A-Ray and Kyle Chisholm. Visit xbrand.com. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us championship winning mechanic for Colt Nichols, the one and only Maniac Wrench, Matt Winters. What up, bro? Hey, what's up? How are you guys? Doing good, man. So I'm just going to start this thing off. I don't know if you've talked to Colt and you figured out your bonus yet, but <laughs> Zacho says he'll be waiting for the stage four Williams Sim once you get paid. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll I'll be waiting too. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, yeah, it, it's fine. Me and Zach, we both uh, we both want uh, Sims, but I think we're both too uh, too cheap to pull the trigger on one. I think so. I we're, wish we're I both was that at, way. We're both at a standoff right now on that deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I brought up, you know, you and I were texting. And I brought up that he he splurged on that by biathlon rifle instead and he's like yeah but i'm starting to get the itch again for a sim so yeah i just said well you need to go out and win that 450 championship well my voice just broke <laughs> that 450 championship yeah. again and uh there, there you go yeah that'll that'll buy a couple of them that's for sure yeah, Damn, right? <laughs> what do those things run gosh. what is it what a sim uh, like that the, the one he mentioned the stage four williams what's the price tag yeah the ones that we're looking at like there's a couple of them like a williams one or there's a guy out of um I think Illinois Chad Wheeler he makes a one that's it's called a WR1. They're anywhere from about six to ten grand, just depending on what kind of setup you. That's a dirt bike. With- yeah, that's like a heat race freaking win or something for Zach though. That's true. Yeah, that's exactly. True. That is. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he could he could go out and win a main event and buy both of you one. Yeah. And yeah. as long as Brit- he doesn't tell Brittany, like I doubt she'll even notice. Yep. That's the thing. Like I want one really bad, but I know like. If I get one, I'll be balls to the wall playing it for a while, and then it'll just sit there yeah. and collect dust, like yeah. everything else. I'm like, so I just can't, I can't bring myself to spend that much money on something like that yet. Do you have the little one, like the little steering wheel and shifter that, like, like that came with like the old Playstations? <laughs> yeah, I actually had a um a couple years ago. I had a F1 simulator, like with the with the chair that like you you could sit in. It. it was like you're sitting in an F1 cockpit, like oh, that's cool. Your, with your feet kind of like level with your shoulders and the wheel and the pedals. I had one of them and that was about like 1500 
So, I mean, that was pretty cool. And then, like, same thing with that. Like, I was all gone ho on it for the first couple of months and yeah. I just sat in the corner and collected dust. So, I was like, it's kind of like getting a pool uh, table down this road. <laughs> yeah. So, are these sims that the ones that you're talking about, you and Zach, are they like the ones that the guys are using on the F1 series on Netflix? Is that the same thing, or there's way more yeah. advanced than that? Yeah, exactly. Just like that one that they're using on that. And then, um, iRacing actually puts on a series with the NASCAR guys. Sometimes yeah. that yeah. they put on uh, Fox Sports One or something like that, and they actually have like it's called like the Pro Invitational, I believe. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the drivers use something like that, so it's kind of along those same lines like that. That's cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to try one, but I, I'm sure I'd be terrible at it. If I was one of those drivers, I'd find some kid that's really, really good at the game, and I'd be pretending to be driving it and have him like hooked up behind off screen. So <laughs> oh <could> yeah, <laughs> like well, a ringer. <laughs> I think aren't, aren't some of the the lower. I'm not. I don't follow F1 a whole lot, Matt. But a lot of the lower level or the beginning teams aren't they starting to pull some of these sim kids out to actually start racing the real cars? Uh, no, not so much in okay. F1, but like, um, like each team though, like the esports thing is like kind of like really taken off. Like it's like Mercedes, Ferrari, like all those teams, like they actually, they have these kids under their wings. Like, I don't know if they pay them or if they just use them for like advertising, like okay, they're going race these series online and stuff. And it's actually pretty, it's pretty badass. Like they yeah. make them go and do like all kind of training and stuff. Like oh, that's cool. Like, it's actually yeah, pretty impressive. Wow. All right, let's get back to our sport, man. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Has it yeah, set in you. yet? How's it feel? No, it feels really good. I mean, it's a, been working my ass off for a, probably 10 years trying to get this thing done. Yeah. Finally, and it, I mean, to finally get it done, it, it feels really good. It means a lot. So I'm going to check that one off the board. Did Colt try to, or did you try to blow up your bike and piss off Mathis? <laughs> I don't care what he says. I mean, <laughs> he, he, there ain't no, um, these things aren't guaranteed, so you got to enjoy the moment. Yeah. And well, that, we had means, a listener. that means doing some burnouts with your boys. Like, we went and did some burnouts with Coop. Like, I saw that. Me, me and Colt and Coop, like, we all go ways back together. We're all pretty, we're, we're all boys, so we had to enjoy the moment together. So oh, that's pretty, nice. Pretty fun night. Yeah. Yeah, we had a listener question. Zach C187 had asked, how much destruction was done to the bike? Have you torn it down, or did y'all just... <laughs> Put it on a shelf. How'd that work? Yeah, so it's funny because we had uh we had yesterday off work, um, and today was the first day I actually saw my race bike from Saturday night. And I don't really remember seeing it Saturday night towards the end, and so I walked in the shop today. I was like, man, like that ain't got no the rear tires pretty much gone, <laughs> and but like yes, yeah, so I tore it all down the day, and it, it wasn't as bad as what I was Thank envisioning you. coming yeah. to work to. So and uh, yeah, that thing's all torn down. Getting ready, getting it ready for uh. Oh, I think that's the first outdoor. So, so ready for that. Star, does, you know, sometimes, like especially in the '90s, you know, the, the riders would get their championship bikes. No, no, they'd have to. Star would be giving a lot of bikes away if that was the case. But uh, I guess Colt's not going to get the bike. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Colt's going to get the bike, but um, Colt will get the actual bike at the end of the year. So I'll still okay. have to use it for motocross. Yeah, and um, yeah, we'll build one for. I'll build one for Colt, and then we'll build one for the shop. Okay. Um, to kind of put on display in the in the offices when once we get the big the big headquarters built down in Florida. So yeah, you're making cool the move, huh? There. Making yeah. that move. Yep. <laughs> How you feel about yes, that? Yeah, I love it. I'm from back east, okay. so I I'm pretty pumped to um get out of this uh, liberal state of California. Yeah, so. I hear you. Where where are you from in the east? Uh, I'm from Maryland. Oh, okay. 
So, Matt, before we get too much more into this, I, last time we talked to you, you were working for McElrath, I believe. That was a while back, maybe a year or so ago. I, th- I feel like you were still working for him at the time. I may be wrong, but how, how did the transfer to Star come about? Uh, yeah, I came back to Star with Shane when we were at um, yeah, so like yeah. we were at CLD. That's right. And then um, the deal with Star came about, and, and I was fortunate enough to be able to come back to Star with him. And then, yeah, once he um, – Shane left, and I kind of had my pick of who I wanted to work for this year between him and Christian. And, um, and I had a couple people I talked to, and I ended up going with Cole, and <laughs> definitely don't regret it. Yeah, I, I bet. My my boy Jericho's not as happy right now, but that's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it is fun with old Jericho this year. That's for sure. He's a, I, he's a good dude, man. I love that guy. Yeah. No, yeah, he, he really is. It's funny. The first thing. That we did when we got back from um, the party. Like, dude, we got to do the Stone Cold Bash, me, you, and Will. So we did the Stone Cold Beer Bash and pour the beers like down our throats. So it was pretty yeah, it was yeah, fun yeah. time. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. That's kind of what I was going to ask it. I was going to say, who was the most excited person at Star? And when I say that, I say who, I put this in air quotes, who celebrated the most after the champion uh, both championships this weekend well it wasn't will hahn who was ready to get the hell out of there that's that blew me away man i don't know if you noticed matt but will's like let's go he's like doing the, the roundup and he's and like we're celebrating he's like i don't care let's go <laughs> yeah i think that's when we were when we were trying to go down to the podium we had to go do all the team shoot oh and stuff okay like that. okay because so, we had we had a during the 450 race like we came back and yeah. then um they were going to round everyone up and go back down to the podium and do that. So I, I believe that's when that was, but that I, mean, makes I, a like lot more sense. I think, yeah, we all parted. We all, we all <laughs> went pretty hard on Saturday night. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much just went straight, uh, straight to the airport the next morning. So right, good time. Yeah. Good time, with, good time with all, with all the boys. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. So we had a question from uh, the listener, Hal Simpson wants to know who the best transport driver is, and do you miss Dawn? <laughs> oh, man, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hal for you, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, Don's. I love Don. He's like a – oh, he is a grand, grandpa, buddy. Uh, yeah, he's a – I love Don. He, he um, actually went and saw him after, and he was pretty pumped, pretty pumped for me, so – Oh, oh, two-time Don. Got to give up to him. He's a, he's a cool dude. He's a little grouchy sometimes, but he's a, he's a, I like him. Yeah, but he's, but I like it because uh, he's grouchy sometimes to people that's not on, like, in the inner circle. When you're in, like, he has your back. But, like, it's kind of like all of us who kind of put off that little vibe a little bit. Like, like who the hell are you until, right. you until you get in the circle? And then he'll do – he'll bend over backwards for you. So Nice, nice. All right, so I want to get to the actual race Saturday night. Um, Colt was on Pulp last night. You were listening, I believe, and mm-hmm. he talked about the uh, miscommunication for him, at least, with the pit board, and you said uh, let him by, and then yep. he said go win this thing. Give us, uh, give us like the rundown from your point of view. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Colt pulled the whole shot and had a little bit of lead, and I kept, like, I saw Jet was coming, Jet was coming. I was like, man, like, and even like all of us were on the radio talking about like, we don't need to get into a pissing match with jet and just have something happen. Like at the time I didn't know, um, trying to, he would have been second in points. Uh, Shimoda. I didn't really oh, know yeah. where Shimoda was. And I was like, you know what? Just let, if we can just let jet by and just sit on his rear wheel for a little bit. 
and then just keep the pressure on and maybe he'll go in some mistake and we'll end up winning this thing. But I didn't want to, our goal, our goal was just put on the box. Like we had done all week, all year, actually. So I was like, screw it. If we can take a second, that's more than, more than enough to get this thing done. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and I didn't want to end up off the podium by screwing around, just trying to go for the win with jet. Like, you know, there, there's obviously money on the line for being on the podium too. So being second and having a championship and, and you can't ask for anything, anything more really. No doubt, man. And, Working with Colt, what what is a typical what is he usually like on his pit board? Is it just the lap times and time left, or uh, what what are your normal lap messages? Yeah, normally we um, we just try to I keep him just racing himself, really just racing lap times. And if I see something like with with his technique and the whoops or something like that, I'll just kind of like small little subtle messages, like just to kind of keep him going and remind him of something and. But I mean that that's really it. I mean, and it's really like Indy, like when he crashed in the third third race at Indy, I was like, Man, it's a long race, you can get back up front. I just mm-hmm. kept reminding long race, long race, you can do this. And then and yeah, that one I think that was the ride of the of the series really to save the championship. Like yeah. To go down to get the whole shot and then crash and thankfully he didn't get hurt and the bike wasn't messed up too bad that he could finish. And then to come back up to third, that was a I think that was pretty big statement just as much as it would have been to win the race so yeah it was like, a little bit like, kinda kinda like, like coop's statement kinda, mm-hmm. yeah kind of like similar. coop and kind of like hey like i gave you all a gift but hey yeah. i came back and still got it still yeah, got it done i so. took it back yeah i took that gift back yeah, yeah. um so i kind of wanted to know what was something what's something unique about colt that as on the media side of things that we don't get to see like so what's something behind the scenes that's something uh, that unique that you really enjoy about colt um, I would, I'd say probably his attitude towards things like, um, and yeah, it's probably his attitude. Like, like during the week, like we, we were not the fastest rarely at all, like at the test track or anything. But I was like, just keep your mind. I'm like, dude, like we will do this. Like we can do this. And he was like, just remind him like that, you know, the goal is just put on the box every weekend and that that's what got it done like the kid's pretty strong mentally like he's just like coop like all he cares about is just winning keeping the inner circle very small and who gives a damn what anyone thinks like we're gonna do this as a as a team our own small little team within the team and that's it like we don't have there's no outside distractions or anything like that like we're here for a goal and that's it yeah i like seeing the earring back too <laughs> So, uh, Jake Curry, one of our listeners, had a question about what's your favorite thing to do on the bikes, least favorite things, and the weekly best and worst things you have to do. Let's see, the worst thing. I mean, the best thing is probably, I don't know, putting a, a fresh engine in. Cause I, I mean, we have, the, we have the, hands down, I think, the best engine in the series. Hard, hard to argue close, that. you know yeah i mean and scrubbing aluminum frame is a pain in the ass to be honest i miss miss just hosing off the painted ktm frames but <laughs> but i mean yeah that's pretty that's pretty much it really so and i, I had a question too you, y'all's team has a lot of riders who can win there's going to be a lots of up and downs when like Colt has a good night but then you have something like christian craig just a devastating end of the season 
situation like he went through, how does that affect like the team? Like, like how do you separate that where you have one team just like one rider on the team has the highest of highs and the other lowest of lows? How is that in the pits? Yeah, it, that's um, that's something definitely like it. It's hard to deal with. Like, I mean, yeah, Salt Lake. That's the first Salt Lake. We knew it was going to be a battle between him and uh, Christian, and unfortunately, he went out. But I just had to keep reminding Colt. I was like, "Look, like we, it doesn't matter what happened to the Christian. I was like, we still need to come here and execute what we wanted to do. Like, like what our game plan was each weekend. Like, you cannot get distracted by that. Like, we still need to focus on what we want to do and go and race to win. Like, don't let's not get into uh, conservative mode at all. Like, let's just keep going forward. Like we want to do. I mean, and yeah, and like the vibe, like once something like that happens, like kind of like sucks the sails out of the whole team for a little bit, but then you're like, Oh man, like we still got another horse in the race. Like we need to right. give everything that we got to, to this guy too. So yeah. in, in roles, re- roles reverse, it would be the same way uh, for Christian, you know, if he would have been in coach shoes, like, so, yeah. So um, we have a fan question from our buddies in Australia at the Moto Limited Network, and they wanted to know how hard is it to not have a man crush on the best-looking rider in the sport? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like dudes. I mean, I like chicks. I mean, well, there, there you go. go. Pretty, pretty easy. Nick, I was, hey, hey, Nick and Trent, you know, it's a little different over there in Australia. They, they, po- <laughs> yeah. they posted that, options. and I said, I am not asking that. Scotty's like, <laughs> right, I will. A yeah. lot, lot less options in Australia there, yeah, Nick, I guess so. Nick and Trent. Those guys are good dudes, though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So... I, does, I have to assume, like TJ just said, a lot of guys that can win, um, a lot of you know top-notch mechanics. It has to. I would assume it elevates the game of everybody on that team, knowing that even a guy like Thrasher, a rookie, can go out and win. You know, it, you kind of never can um, relax, really. No, yeah, exactly. Like it's funny because, like, even during the week, like all the guys are riding together. Like, mm-hmm. like we all do motos together. So we see everyone's speed. I mean, I mean, honestly, and like, th- like probably the, the, like Christian was the fastest hands down at the test track. There'd be days like he could go out there and smoke the 450 guys. And then, um, but I mean like Thrasher, you can see like every day he just kept getting better and better and better. And he, he showed what he could do in Atlanta. Like when he, like that kid's a racer and he goes for it. I mean, yeah, so and I mean even Jared like he has some he had some really good days at the test track You're like man like this kid could, like, there's no reason why he can't be on the podium I mean for I don't know if his rookie season just nerves but I mean that kid can still get it done too well then he got the 450 team with I mean everybody got better on this year I mean obviously it was Dylan's first year on the 450 but I think AP was better than he's ever been on a 450 and I, honestly I don't know I don't remember if Malcolm's results were the best this year or not, but it, I felt like his riding was the best it's ever been. Yeah, I think the riding was probably the best I've ever been. I think it, Malcolm, he got out of his first ever podium too this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't he know did. If he had ever gotten one before or not. But, right. Team, uh, man, team must yeah. be on cloud nine. I mean, geez, like, you you know, back in the, the 80s and the 90s, it was pro circuit, but Star is mm-hmm. really, it's the team to beat now. No, yeah. I mean, that's um, just to, to see where Stars come from back in the day, it was just, just Bobby just loved racing and just, I mean, they've been around shoot. I think since the early, early two thousands with Keith Johnson and like Jacob Saylor, I mean, and like 
people laughed at the team. They're yeah. like, look at these, look at these hillbillies. But I mean, now, <laughs> you know, we're laughing at them people that never wanted to give anyone any credit. So I like the hillbillies kind of... moving to Florida, though. That is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a rumor, and I'm sure you can't comment on it, but that the 450 squad may be getting a former champion next year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> no idea about that. I just worry right. about myself and my rider. That's all. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I hear you. That's cool. So, so if Colt, when he does go to 450s and he go, and he doesn't go with Star, if you say he goes somewhere else, will you go with him or will you stay at Star? Oh, man, I've left Star before and and I came back. So, I, I don't, <laughs> right, I, I don't know. I I don't know what the future holds. Other than we're I'm moving to Florida and I. I really like it back east, so I'll just leave it at that. And they got a lot of good kids coming up. I, I know that sounds crazy, and I know you're not thinking about that right now, celebrating the championship with Nichols, but like that, that's the team that literally coming out of the amateur ranks is going to have some of the top kids just flowing right into it. Yeah, we definitely we have some good kids in the pipeline for sure with uh, Levi Kitchen. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. Like, yeah, <sighs> Is he spending time yeah. with the team at all? Yeah, he's actually um, he's out here full-time right now with us, so – He's um he's in on the group riding every day with the boys and uh, Nick Romano I think he's in our he's in the B class right now yep. but he's a young kid he, that kid reminds me a lot of Cooper Webb he's got like just that attitude like what Coop's got so he's got yeah. he's got a bright future then Matt LeBlanc and we got we got some kids coming up the pipe that are going to be good that's for sure I've talked to all three of those kids this year yeah. at some of our Texas races yeah they're all. They're all pretty damn fast, and yeah, it's it's looking good. What I, what I think yeah. is awesome is Levi kind of come on late in, yeah. in his in his amateur career, which which usually bodes well for somebody having a long uh, professional career. So that's somebody mm-hmm. we're definitely keeping an eye out for. Yeah, that 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 kid, uh, he's got to be good. I think really good. There's some days out there at the test track where, like, usually, like, the rookies, like, they're so scared of the whoops. He's like, screw it. I'm just going to hammer the whoops today. And you're like, damn. <laughs> and he does it. So, he's well, got he, That kid ain't scared. Going back to Scotty's question, he asked if you would leave, you know, if Colt left. But what if what if Hal Simpson started a KTM 250 team, Ura Racing, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, he gets you he, – he, he's going to reach out to you and Goose – as the mechanics, you know, so, uh, and probably Dino and I don't know what his other rider, Dino would definitely be his first. Yes. But, you know, do, do, you, do you make the, 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 the switch then? <laughs> Depends how big his checkbook is. <laughs> A Texas based team. Big. Yeah. Especially if he gets BP behind him. Jeez. But anyway. I'm kidding. My gosh. Yeah. Those guys could buy the whole series probably. And yeah, no, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy here at yeah. Star. I mean, that's a good place I, to I be, mean, dude. It is. Like, I, I mean, all we want to do is win and win championships, and I mean, look what look what's going on right now. So I've yeah. left before, and I left before, and I regret that decision every day to do that. That I did that. So um, I'm I caught my home now. So I'm nice. I'm glad to be back. That's good to hear, man. I like I like that uh, that you're you know you're all in. Yeah. So so you said that y'all had Monday off, but y'all went back to the shop today. Was was today is the, the today in the next couple of days kind of just like a a recuperation and getting everything like undone from Supercross or you're all are, are y'all already testing for outdoors or like is that like on the to do list tomorrow or anytime this week? Um, since we since we were on the East Coast and we raced first, we had that nine or ten week break, so we did a lot of uh, outdoor motos and outdoor test testing then. 
um so we have a pretty good base for that and like all all my outdoor bikes are ready except for the race bike obviously so we um we'll start back riding on thursday and friday of this week and just get back into the swing of it and hopefully now that everyone's out here the tracks that we go to they'll be a little bit rougher so we can really see like what the base that we found in that little break see what we have to do to to the bike or what we don't have to do to the bike so right hopefully we don't we're uh, hopefully we're in the ballpark, which I think we are. I'm sure you guys are going to be fine. It's man, I can't wait for outdoors to start. It's uh, we got a, a few more weeks. It's going to be exciting. Um, you guys are obviously going to be battling for podiums and championships again. So heck, you might go out there and get you an outdoor one. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the that is the goal. Go out there and show that this damn Supercross toy wasn't a fluke that yeah. we can do it indoors and outdoors. So I like it. Well, Matt, man, hey, thanks for uh, having some time for us. It was awesome seeing you Saturday. And I, I don't have any idea if we're going to make any nationals this year. We're, we're looking at it. But um, it's been a lot of fun, man, having you on here. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a good time, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, tell Jericho to make sure he gets all his work done tomorrow on time because he's helped me with the wrap-up show. <laughs> Jericho's big time now. He's a big 450 guy, so we don't even we don't even see him right now. He's oh, actually crap. at the 450 shop. So, he's uh, yeah, Jericho's big time. Oh, uh, well, don't let his head get too big. Yeah, we nah, know where he came from. Good. He came from the A-Ray days, and now look at him. Yeah, we'll just have to give him a good old Stone Cold Stoner, bring him back. There to you the go. Alley. There you go. <laughs> hey, right, but man. I got I was supposed to ask you something. I heard a. I heard a story about you wrecking uh, Bradshaw's bike back in the back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, what's back in the day? That was day. like that's a huge story. I mean, everybody. I thought everybody knew that story. Yeah. That oh, was, it's the can greatest. You play, can you play him the audio? <laughs> uh, I have to find it. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Always do. Oh shit! That's Damon Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. So, so hold on, <laughs> hold on. So that right there. That. Hold on, hold on. Before you play that again, stop uh, it for I'll a second. Let's turn it off. Yeah. So what happens is he, Damon Bradshaw's out there at this fly ride day, and he is just like all over there hanging out with him. And then the night before, they're playing pool. Oh, that was the and best. And he and Damon Bradshaw's not paying attention, doesn't really care, and let's let's Darkseid win a game. And Darkseid <laughs> okay. is spending the whole day going, I beat Damon Bradshaw. I if beat- anybody knows Damon Bradshaw, <laughs> that ain't true. So he doesn't lose it shit. He's doing that, and I mean, he is just rubbing Damon's face all that day long that he beat him at a game of pool, got lucky somehow. And <laughs> um, so anyways, the next day they're out there riding, and he's like, hey, man, can I ride your bike? And it's just because – He's just, you know, just Damon Bradshaw and Damon Bradshaw's bike. I love there. how he's telling the story, but he's like, yep. not telling it right. But I'm telling you exactly how it really happened. How it happened that, to not your not eyes. the way that you believe it happened. And so he goes out and rides it on the pit bike track, basically. It was like the night track, this little deal. And I don't know what happened. This wall, it was just a roller. It wasn't a jump, it wasn't anything. And I guess the bike had too much power for him. You're the Yamaha. Off. It was a. The Yamaha must have had too much power for him, and he flat that's lands. True, for sure. Or I don't know what happened. End over end, and he is laying on the ground with his GoPro on. And the audio that we're going to play again is when a guy comes up to check on him, and the first thing he says was, well, "Now play that, it." That was like twenty minutes later that I yeah, said. First thing he says was, "Oh shit, that's Damon Bradshaw's bike. I just <laughs> fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> can't fucking believe I did that. Yeah, and so that's with a punctured lung. Uh, uh, Four ribs. Yeah, everything t- tore up on him, and that's the first thing he says. <laughs> that was actually My about gosh. 15 minutes in because it took that long for me to get any air. And he didn't tell it exactly right, Matt, but whatever. You get the idea. I like how he said it. Well, let me tell yeah. you how it went down. Well, I don't remember how it went down. but yeah. <laughs> no, I, 
I I just brain farted on where I was and launched off a wall jump and yeah. <laughs> that that was it. And I didn't just go right on the pit bike track. I was on the big track track for a while, TJ, and then I went right to somewhere else. Yeah. It was mm. funny. It was bad though, and it, it's Bradshaw gets asked about it still all the time and yeah, it was And it, oh and he didn't just fall over, like he oh, no. did major damage bars, to the bike. Triple clamps. <laughs> yeah. And dude, this bike was literally a day old. He had gotten it well, oh, he had gotten it Friday. I crashed it on Sunday. Night. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. I that's I was scared, man. I was like, Oh, Bradshaw's gonna kill me. And <laughs> he was actually pretty cool about it, so that's cool. The old beast from the east. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. He is a good dude. He checked on me in the hospital and like he didn't want to kill me. But yeah, it's I, I guess it's hey, if you gotta be famous for something or known for something, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, that's a good one to be known for, that's for sure. I guess. It's whatever. Uh, Matt, man, now that you uh guys have all made fun of me, it's been a pleasure talking to you. We're gonna wrap this show up, but um thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys, and hopefully, yeah, we can do it again pretty soon. Hopefully, Definitely. maybe we can get this outdoor title on. Yeah, we'll, get back on. Let's get you on once the outdoor starts, and we'll, we'll once we get a couple races in, see how it's going. Perfect. Sounds good. All right, Matt, take care, bud. Everybody, right, thanks. You guys too. Yep. Yeah. Bye. All right, thanks to Matt Winters, TJ. Like, if you're gonna tell a story, you gotta at least tell it right. <laughs> like, you can make fun of me, but don't. Oh, I know it's like, like I know it's messed up because you're like sitting there with a broken lung and stuff. But did that audio? I didn't have a broken lung. Oh, <laughs> broken, bro- lung. broken ribs, punctured lung. <laughs> I put it all into one. It, it, did it work? Did it work correctly? No, it's broken. Broken dick. <laughs> everything is fair broken. enough. Got yeah, it. yeah. Anyways, like did that? But still, like I'm sorry. I, I'm like the I'm like the crying face emoji every time I hear that audio. It, oh, it's funny. Like I, <laughs> hey, people give me again. Like I. Because I've been there. I mean, I I've wouldn't been... have given the audio to Steve and everything if I didn't realize it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's I mean, good I stuff. was literally—it happened on a Sunday, and I think Sunday night I was in the hospital cutting that audio. Yeah, like I knew it was gold once I heard it back. He's like, he's like thinking about America's Funniest Home Videos when his kids like, this is gonna make me famous. What they used to get like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could win a hundred ten thousand dollars for the show, and then the finale was a hundred. Yeah, yeah, but it's well, just, this is gonna make me no, famous. I, just, I knew I was gonna get made fun of, but how could I not? Well, I said, I, I think we all do that because I like built that pit bike track, and then I had that double that I was going to try to hit, and I set my phone up in case I weeded myself. I yeah. wanted you know, oh, uh, some Every time I'm it. about to do something dumb on a pit bike, I'm like, I always told, like, somebody get a camera in case this goes awesome. Exactly. <laughs> it's not if we make right. it. If you make it, yeah, whatever. But yeah. if you just weed yourself, yeah, that's what I weed want. myself, I want it on I video. I think the first thing I actually ask is, what, where's my GoPro? <laughs> you know, is it still there? It just, it I, I know, the moon. and at some point, I think it was that whole video was probably actually about ten minutes of the yeah. twenty I was there, and I was like, "Okay, can you, somebody turn that off?" Because at that point, I was getting scared towards the end because I was scared at the beginning, and I was getting scared again towards the end when the adrenaline was wearing off. Anyway, Until Brad that's a whole story. Cussing people out. Yeah, yeah. Not, thankfully, not because he was mad at me. Yeah. Okay, great show, Zacho, Robbie Wageman, Matt Winters. Want to thank Acherby's USA X Brand goggles. Extreme Colors, Berm Lords Graphics, and Jersey ID are jerky. Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, and Williams Moto Works. TJ, uh, Scotty, thanks for coming in. Oh, no show um, for the next two weeks unless something really amazing happens or comes up. 
I was just going to say there was a there's a lot of people giving us a lot of love on they're right there at the end on the YouTube. So just shout out to those guys and appreciate cool, the support. Uh, what are they giving lo- us love for? for they were the just show, saying like we're just we're good just and you guys being idiots. One or? of the guys just said that like this is the best kept secret in Moto, and I'm sitting there looking at Hell going, the damn secret. Yeah, I wish <laughs> yeah. I don't just share it. Yeah, yeah that, like, that can be gossip. Don't that can keep get all rid the of. secrets like yeah. I do. Yeah, let it out. No embargo. Yeah. yeah, no embargo. Spread the word. Share the posts. I hope you guys are following the YouTube, subscribing to YouTube, following Instagram, following Twitter. Um. Try to jump on board on Patreon if you can. We've had a few new uh, subscribers. I've, I'm going to pick a winner for the Lucid Goggles next week. So somebody on Patreon is going to win a set of Lucid Goggles. Uh, I can't get to them right now. I'd show them on camera. Yeah. We have care packages behind you, TJ. Like there's boxes full of our jerky, a Cherby's hats, a Cherby's socks, um, fly racing socks. We have more stuff coming. And we're, by the way, TJ, we're going to probably spend a fortune on shipping in a couple weeks. Just is what it is. We got a lot of stuff. We got like 20 freaking gift Just packages. Just get receipts because. Send out. Yeah. Gotta I'll, have those. I'll keep them. I always do. Okay. So anyway, but go to patreon.com. And if you don't mind, you know, sign up. Give us five bucks a month, man. Like we got a lot of $5 a month and $10 a month. Um, Patrons. It's and, amazing how those guys helping out doesn't seem like much, but makes a huge difference to what we can do with the show. Yeah, literally, I think right now it's like one hundred and fifty dollars a month or one hundred seventy dollars a month, and like you know, I use some of that when I go buy a hotel or whatever. That's yeah. you know, or or whatever we you know, I'm going to use some of that to ship their stuff out. Yeah. So, and don't forget about the A Ray uh, contest. We've already gotten a couple entries. Best outdoor finish. What year and what track? I've gotten two. I think Jake Curry. And somebody else has already entered. I have to go look real quick um, to give him a shout-out. So, yeah, Jake Curry. And maybe I only got one. That's the only one I see right now. So, anyway. Cool. Appreciate everybody. That's a wrap. Uh, anything else? Nothing, guys? Nope. All right, we're out of here. See ya.